Good afternoon, podcasters. It's Friday, and yes, I am not Derek. This show today is not just going to be about who's on it. It's going to be about who's not on it. Welcome to Kingdom Speak with Pastor Daniel McKillop. Okay, so here we are without our co-host. I don't know if anybody remembers the episode entitled Gone Fishing. If that's ringing any bells, does that ring any bells it with does. you? It does. That was a great episode. It was uh, one of our best, uh, actually probably our best show yeah. ever. You should go yeah. back and yeah. listen, watch it, yeah, tweet it. Yeah. If you listened to that episode, that that is connecting with you right now. Mm-hmm. I was roasted because of taking a few days to go fishing. And I left what I thought was adults in the room. And, and, and they produced what they produced. So, Derek is gone fishing. I don't know if he's fishing, but he's gone. He he is he's not probably not fishing. Here. You don't think he's fishing? <laughs> he's not fishing. If, he might be golfing. Yes. He's probably teed off. Yes. Um, and if none of this stuff makes it to the show, if it if it's tweaked, it's because he's still gonna edit the show. And 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 we will let you know. We will come out screaming that the censorship um has reached Kingdom Speak. But so we're we're trying to fill in and we have do we have a review? We have a review. Let's go. We do. Let's read it. it, it it's just, really, pick, just pick a random one. It, it's really good. It's a five-star review entitled, Wakey Wakey. Greetings, brethren. The title is my attempt to wake up Brother Derek. We're not making this up. He must have fallen asleep during Pastor Patrick's latest episode. Not one Bible bomb. So when he came home and preached the following service, I played a few Bible bombs for him <laughs> to make up for the lack. I kept thinking, maybe Brother Derek went fishing. Ah, oh, that's it, good. That good. That's good. On a serious note, Kingdom Speak is incredible content for the apostolic movement to help keep us engaged in our minds throughout the day as we listen and that is from Joe Bowen in Tomball, Texas. So I've got to give him an amen for that. Can I get a amen? Can I get a hallelujah? Yeah, you're doing a pretty good job. Can you believe it? Yeah. I'm doing Derek's job. You're doing, yeah. I'm doing it. So yeah. I'm hosting and co hosting at the same time. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. Maybe we'll just fire Derek. I, I, I don't yeah. know about that. Yeah. So today, we, um, we don't have Derek, but I told you in the opening, we do have someone worthy of recognition, 
And, and of all episodes for Derek to miss, this is probably the one he didn't want to miss. We have with us in the studio, Bishop Booker. There it is. Hey, not bad. There it is. There it is. The applause. <laughs> and that's a reality. Not, not zooming in here in the flesh. Bishop. Thank you for being with us on Kingdom Speak. You sound like my wife when I get home from a trip. <laughs> <laughs> so how, how, how long do you have to stay away before the applause starts happening? <laughs> I think the applause comes when I'm leaving. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> she will have to listen to this one. <laughs> yes, she will. She will. I um I mentioned this in our in our pre-show and and it was not a bit tongue in cheek. We get requests often for guests to come on the show, and this 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 that's happening today is undoubtedly one of our most requested guests, and so we are we are through the roof that you're here with us today. Well. That touches me big time, really does. Thank you. And we've had um, we've had the privilege of having Bishop Minister yesterday because we're recording it on a Monday, which is why I sound a little raw. I've got a little Pentecostal croup going on. But man, we had an incredible move of God yesterday. Bishop blessed us immensely yesterday. God was good. God is good. He God is, is so good. good. And so um, these are these are special moments to to have um, guests come on such as yourself, and we 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 don't really run it that tight. We just whatever whatever you're feeling. Um, but we have we have talked a bit about some subject matter that you feel um, that that needs needs to be talked about, and that it deals with. How, the, how pettiness plays into the kingdom and corrupting the kingdom. Yes. So we want, we want to hear about it, but wherever this conversation leads us, we want to go. We're just glad you're here. Well, we'll um, pick up the trail and just kind of see where it leads us. Sure, absolutely. But uh, it is an honor to be here. It really is. It's always an honor to be in Plaster Rock, to be with the McKillops, oh, wherever the McKillops are. It's good to be with them. And um, so, as I told your congregation last night, the first time, the best I can tell, that we began preaching here was 1993. That was crazy. So I was 40. I'm 70 right now. Your dad was 45. So that, yeah. So we're 30 years. Mm -hmm. So I would have been... Uh, No, we don't need anything from the peanut gallery over there. If it helps. Hey, I can mute your mic now. <laughs> I wasn't born. <laughs> I wasn't born. <laughs> I wasn't born. <laughs> See how they... Time gets away. So I'd have been... I'd have been uh, so four, Yeah, I'd have been 13, 12. 13. Something. Yeah. You're a boy. Wow. Now here you are. It, it, wow. It happens fast. It really happens fast. 
So uh, there's never been a trip up here we did not enjoy. Never been a time spent with McKillops we well, didn't you, enjoy. You have been a blessing yeah. to our church over and over again. A real, not to keep interrupting here, but a real neat thing for me yesterday, and I'm sure, Randy, you noticed it, but a lot of our new folks mm-hmm. that had never had the privilege of hearing you in person, but we have given them your book or talked about your testimony to see them. It, it, it was, it was a, it was a neat experience yesterday. Mm-hmm. Well, it was, it's, it was good to be here and to see all the new faces and the old faces. Yes. Ah, yeah. I love it. I love it. I love what God's doing in plaster rock. I'm excited about your new building and everything that God's doing. He's, He's got his hand to on. us. He's been really good to us. And we're, we're the result of voices like yours that have come in and invested into us. So thank you. Well, good being here today. Yes. And we got, yeah, we can't get too far off on that. But we got a, we got a fun week coming up ahead of us yes. doing some, doing a lot of this right here. Yes. So yes. It, it's going to be a good, a good week. You're, you I want to say you're doing a good job over there. Yeah. We miss Doric. <laughs> <laughs> we, we, we miss who? Who? Uh, Doric. Doric. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh. Derek. Derek. Oh. Guess what I'm going to do? <laughs> oh. Oh, there you go. You hit it twice. I tried to put two bombs on it there. Yeah. Yeah. We love you, Dork. <laughs> that is great. Doric. Because that is something else that he does. Whenever people leave reviews, he butchers the pronunciation of their names. That's so funny. Yeah, yeah. So Doric. That's great. Well, he'll, I hate it, but he's probably going to have a new name in this church. <laughs> <laughs> It'll take him a while Just to let, shake let it. Just let God continue to use you. This is great. Doric. <laughs> <laughs> That's what he gets for not being here. Exactly. Exactly right. Exactly. <laughs> That's why I've given advice to um, many a preacher about various and sundry meetings and places. Sometimes they'll fi- feel funny about not going and stuff. And I said, you really need to go. It's hard to talk about somebody when they're there. <laughs> oh. oh, that is so good. Yes. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> Word of wisdom for so, Brother Doric. Exactly. <laughs> See if he misses another episode. Yeah. I tell you what I'm not going to do. I'm not missing another episode. I got you. Yeah. No, we're not doing that. We'll record two the week before. Yes. We may miss an episode, but we will not miss the pastor. He'll be FaceTiming from the boat. Yeah. Fishing away. Exactly. Exactly. Well... God bless you and your beautiful, beautiful family and church. And, uh, yes, sir. What, what we had talked about, um, I'm, I'm, I'm going to begin, and then I will go full circle um, towards the end of this. Sure. And, and what I have to say, I, it's not because I'm saying it, but I think it, it's, it needs said and it's important. But there is a message that I have preached um, once in our local church, once at the North Little Rock camp meeting to the ministers several years ago, several years ago. 
Well, when you get old, <laughs> it, gets, it gets tricky. It, I'm thinking back, it might be three or f- might be four or five years ago, something like that. Okay. But be that, if you're a kid, that's several years Yes, ago. exactly. But anyway, uh, I talked about the bane of pettiness, the bane of pettiness. Mm. And um, the word bane, um, I don't have it here before me, but if something is a bane, that means it is destructive. It is, um, it can be catastrophic, whether it's a um, philosophy or an accident of some kind or a war or a plague or anything yes. of that nature. So the word bane is a, is a, is a big, powerful word. And then you attach to it a word like pettiness, mm-hmm. okay? And the word petty means, if something is petty, it means it's insignificant. It's, uh, wow. it's, it's almost a non-entity. I mean, why even pay attention to it? It's too petty. It's too petty to mess with. But something may be petty, but when you add the ness to it, pettiness, if someone wow. uh, walks in the realm of pettiness, mm. it means basically that that they make if, if if someone's a petty person and they're involved in pettiness, um, that means that they make big deals out of little nothings. Wow, things that should be passed over, things that yes. should be ignored. yes. And um, I, I, I read a story, or heard of it, can't remember which now, but many, many, many years ago, and I've used it a lot, about a woman that raised 12 kids. I don't know if it, she had three or four husbands. I don't know if she had one husband and he died. I don't know what happened. All I know is she raised 12 kids. I don't know her name, their name, or anything. And she proved very successful. And... All of the children were considered um, societal successes. There may have been traffic tickets or something of that nature, but there was no incarcerations, um, certainly no felonies, no jail times, anything of that nature. Um, They all, I don't know that they became rich, but they were good members of society and and she was considered a highly successful mother. And so someone asked her, what was your secret? How did you, how did you do this? Mm. And to me, her answer is classic. And, it, and it's, I think it's an answer for every pastor. I think it's an answer for every entrepreneur, every head of business, every leader of people, every mother and father. She said, you have to learn what to pay attention to and what to ignore. Oh, wow. And, and that is just a law of life. Wow. And think about Jesus and his 12 disciples, apostles. Can you imagine? We see the times he did not ignore stuff. Sure. Uh, but we also see the time. We can only imagine the times. He just had to ignore. Can, can I can I jump in here? Absolutely. On this? 
I, I was talking with a a a preacher one time, and and I'd be interested in knowing what your um your 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 response to this is. It kind of fits in with what you're saying right now. So he said, when I, when I see um, when I see something in the church, then I, I feel like I have to address it. I, I, I've got to deal with it. And so I said, well, I, 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 I'm not I'm not advocating the head in the sand approach. Yes, exactly. We do have to deal with things. But Jesus, you just saying about him having to ignore stuff? I said. If, if Jesus would have used that same approach to addressing everything he knew, how many parables would we have missed out on? Because he, exactly. he, he didn't only, I mean, we look at the outward and, we, and we, we operate in the realm of what we observe. He knew what people were thinking. He did. He had to ignore a lot of stuff to continue Indeed. on the track of there was a man who found a treasure in the field. That's it. That's it. And focus. Um, nobody probably that has ever lived was so focused as Jesus. Wow. And in Isaiah 42, there's a prophecy given about him. Who is as blind as my servant? Who is as deaf as him that it was sent? Uh, opening the ears of many, yet he heareth not. Mm. And the Lord is well pleased for his righteousness sake. He will magnify the law. Wow. Okay. So he was blind to what he needed to be blind to. He was deaf to what he knew he could not allow himself to hear. So, so focused was Jesus in, in, in being about his father's business. The spirit that dwelleth in him, the fullness of the Godhead bodily, mm. that would direct him. Uh, he 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 kept himself attuned to that so closely, so closely. Every apostle, to some degree, we can talk about their personality, even if there's just little sure. glimpses. Sure. Every main Bible character, there's a lot about their personality there. Every historical figure in history, there's a lot can be drummed up about their personality. I've never had anybody able to explain to me the personality of Jesus. It's, mm. it's not there. Because it was so submerged in doing his Father's will. It was there. Wow. He had one. You can rest assured he had Sure he did. But he was focused, and so he paid attention to what he had to pay attention to. He ignored what he had wow. to ignore. Wow. So a person that is petty and lives and swims in the waters of pettiness, they, they, they tend to ignore the important things and get hung up on, on the little Things that in the long run of life are not going to mount yes. to a hill of beans. Yes. Unless you make a mountain out of that molehill. Yes. And um, and people that do that, it's a bane. It's a bane. Wow. And we can we can see it. We've seen it uh, so many times that it's, that it's uh, painful. Now I read one time, and this is 
this is really, this story is really what um, um, clued me into this. This is what propelled the message about pettiness. And it was the destruction of Jerusalem. Of course, we know there were uh, the, the strife of the, of the Jews with the Romans. It drifts up to us in, in Scripture, let alone in history. And um, so that, that's, that's been rehearsed in great depth uh, in many quarters. But so in 66 AD, here come the Romans. And Vespasian is over that army. Well, in 70 AD, his son Titus destroys Jerusalem. And Jesus said of the temple when the disciples were ooing and aahing, sure. he said there won't be one stone left. Right. And when they were, when he was being taken to Calvary and the women were weeping, he said, don't weep for me. Weep for yourselves your and your children. Yes. If they do this to a green tree, what's going to happen to a dry? So it came, but they didn't just, the Romans didn't just wake up one day and say, well, you know what, I think it'd be a good idea to go show Jerusalem yeah. who's boss. Yeah. So according to the Jews, this, this was the details of what precipitated the actual destruction. And uh, so there was, a, there was a rich man, very rich man, in Jerusalem that was holding a huge feast. And he had a good, good, good friend named Kamsa. And he had a very, 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 very bad enemy that he abhorred, and the feeling was mutual, called Bar Kamsa. And uh, so his servants were assigned to giving out the invites, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Well, uh, Kamsa would have had a great seat at the table with the rich man. Somehow, the servant took the invitation to Bar Kamsa. So Bar Kamsa thinks it's a fig leaf. He's, he's, he's going to try and make amends, wow. and so he's, he was going along with it. So he is sitting at the table of honor, and the rich man sees him there and is furious. Why are you here? He said, I got an invitation. You get out of here. And and obviously the party stopped. And, and he said, look, let's don't do this right here in front of everybody. He said, let me just, I'll, you go about your business. I'll arise. I'll slip out. Or I'll, 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 I'll go sit in the back or something. And, um, and the man's furious. He's livid. And finally, according to the Jewish tradition, they said, he, offered, he said, I'll pay for everything. I'll pay for the cost of the feast. Please don't do this. And the man's getting in a deeper rage. So he storms out. And then he's not only mad at the man, but he's very mad at friends of his that were there that wouldn't so much as lift a finger in his defense. Yeah, sure. So it's quite a story. Anyway, he uh, he says, okay, basically payback is going to be a medevac. Wow. And he doesn't want to just take out his vengeance on the rich man, but all of his friends that he thought let him down. According to the story, 
he makes his way to Rome. Okay, Nero is the emperor at the time that that um, they, that um, Vespasian comes in with his armies. Be that as it may, he goes to Nero, and he talks about they hate you. They hate you in Jerusalem. I'm here as your friend. Jerusalem is full of nothing wow. but rebels. And and again, all this is according to the to the what the Jews say. Anyway, um, he said, "I don't. You're just one man's voice." <clears throat> and he said, "Okay, send a sacrifice. Send a bullock that you want them to sacrifice to their god from you. Send a bullock." and see if they accept a bullock from you. Hmm. So Nero sends a prize, magnificent bull to be sacrificed. On the ship, Arkhamsa's on the ship with the bullock, and he takes a knife and mars it. Oh. He mars the bullock. So the Jews get... The notice, they see the bullock, they know they're on the spot, and they see the blemish. And they're they're in a they're in a vice, they're in a tight spot. We if we reject this bullock, this is not gonna be good. But it's got we can't offer it. We can't offer it. Right. So they rejected it based on the blemish that Barcumsa had put on it. Intentional. Yes. And so one thing leads to another, to another, to another, to another, to another, to where that was the precipitating uh, stone that started rolling down the mountain to create the avalanche, which Jesus said was coming, Paul said was coming. The wrath is upon them to the uttermost, and he wrote that before Jerusalem had caught it. But, um, so here it comes, and according to... um, Our friend that we all know, we read the historian. Josephus. Josephus. According to Josephus, 1.1 million Jews lost their lives in that. Also. That's quite a bane. That's quite a bane. Okay. Wow. So the problems between those two men and the pettiness, I mean, let the guy go. Say, it's a mistake. It's okay. I'll let you slip out. Do something. Somebody's got to swallow something somewhere. Right. And and Well, that's a statement on either side, isn't it? On either side. On either Somebody side. Somebody has to swallow something. And, and, and Proverbs has it down very, very, very well. Mm. Only by pride cometh contention. <sighs> Only. Only by pride. I, I got I to do what Derek or Doric won't do. <laughs> I, I, I have to do that. That is so true. It is true. It is true. And whether people like it or not, it's God. true. And it's true. I hate to say it. I don't want to cause it. Oh, problems out there, but everybody listening, it's true in marital problems. Yes. It's true in most all familial problems, unless we're dealing with deep pain of some kind. And um, it's true. It's just true. Only by pride <sighs> cometh contention. And where envy and strife is. Exactly. Every evil work. There is every. contention in every evil work it comes in. 
So, um, and, and then furthermore, in the, in the Jewish story about this, they had grain reserves. According to the Jews, they had grain reserves. There was three very wealthy traders in, okay. not traitor, but traders right. in Jerusalem. They had grain reserves that could have fed Jerusalem in a siege for 30 years, according to the Jews. Wow. And, of course, they had Hezekiah's well. Yes. That he, he said, no, the, the, yes. the Assyrians aren't, aren't, they're not getting this water. And so they had that. They had a water supply. They had grain supplies. The Jews say up to 30 years. But the zealots, the zealots that were rampant there, which by the name zealots, mm -hmm. they took it from Phinehas. When Phinehas killed Zimri yes. and the Moabite yes. uh, girlfriend, he struck him with a spear and the plague stopped. Yes. So, so the zealots, they took their name from that statement. That was the authority that they derived it yes, from. Yes, we're just yes. doing what Phinehas would do. Right, same spirit. Same zealot. Yeah. So wow. the zealots, according to the Jewish tradition, they burned up the grain reserves. They destroyed them because they wanted to fight the Romans. They didn't want to survive a siege. They didn't they want to survive to a siege. They wanted to fight oh. the Romans. Oh. So you're getting, I mean, compared to 1.1 million lives, the destruction of Jerusalem. Now it's prophesied, God saw it coming, sure. and, and he knew. But sure. be that as it may, um, it was just one act of pettiness upon another, upon another, upon another. And according to some sources, they crucified so many Jews that they ran out of wood out there on the plains below Jerusalem. They ran mm. out of wood. So when Jesus said, don't weep for me, weep for you and weep for your children, this is what they're doing to a green tree. Wait till they come to the dry. And... Um, so that I read that, and I thought, oh, my goodness. And the utter, absolute destruction, a plague could not have done worse. At least a plague would have left the buildings. Wow. So here we go. And uh, so that gets me thinking wow. about, and, and about pettiness, little things. How many, how many times have we seen somebody lose the victory in a service because a sister happened to be wearing the same dress. Yes. Or somebody got their quote unquote sacred parking spot. Yep. Or sat their in seat. the pew yes. where they sit. Yes. And, um, and, 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 and you have to stop and, and humanity, that's all humanity. That's, that's, that's yeah. Yeah. Everybody has to stop and think about, Where's this? Where's this coming from? Where's this, this really feeling coming worth from? It? Is it worth it? <laughs> I I did a study years ago. My my father, my stepfather, only father I ever knew, but he saved us uh, from terrible economic poverty and was very very good to me. But uh, he'd been spent time in Korea, and because of that, he studied Eastern religions over there. And he wasn't an Eastern religionist, but his thought lent itself that way. 
So anyway, I come to the truth, and years go by, and I do study of Eastern religions and other religions. I read a tenet in Hinduism that it, it, when I read it, it stopped me in my tracks. And I mean, I really, it said that the Hindus state that all disappointment comes from ego. All disappointment wow. comes from ego. And when wow. I read it, it rocked me. And I, I kept, and I finally realized, no, wow. that's not really true because we all know what it is to have somebody that we love dearly, deeply, profoundly do something so sad, so tragic or something. Mm -hmm. And we're so disappointed. It has nothing to do with our ego. ego. Nothing. It's just pain. And it's a disappointment, but it's, it's not our ego. Yes. But what I did from that point on is when I get hit, I stop and say, okay, Booker. What's responding right now? That's it. What's, what's, and I remember one time I was driving, and my son Joel called me, and he gave me some news. And, and it was, anyway, it had to do with somebody that we'd really helped through the years. <laughs> Is it, those are the special ones. Yes, those are the special yeah. ones. And uh, so when he called me back, I was laughing. I picked up the phone. I'm laughing. He said, Dad, what's up? I'm laughing. He said, what's up? I said, I said I'm sorry. The Hindus were right again. Oh! <laughs> I was riding in the car kind of sulking, and I got to thinking, why are you upset right now, Booker? Why are you upset? Well, is that not the Samuel Saul? Exactly. Exactly. In fact, think of this. When you get into to the pettiness side, how petty did Saul allow himself to become? Oh, God, yes. I mean, even his own son, he's throwing a javelin. Javelins, yes. Just because he likes David. Yes. Just because he's got a friend named who is, David. Who is doing such, uh, I mean, he's doing Saul's bidding. Absolutely. He sends him out to get killed. And the Hindus are right on that. Absolutely. <laughs> and and the guy that he's hoping the Philistines have killed, he's whooping up the floor with him. Yes. And he comes home more victorious every time, and it's eating Saul alive. And And no one can sing David's praises. No one can, his, the Bible says his name was much set by even the servants of Saul loved David. Wow. And it was, it was devouring, it was devouring Saul. The pettiness was devouring wow. him. So I've, I've often been astounded by the fact that a man who has a throne, pomp, royalty, Everything would leave that and sleep in a cave. Yes. I mean, it's one thing for David That's to sleep exactly in a cave. Right. But you're the king. That's exactly right. So possessed by it. And where would David, where would Saul go anywhere in that nation and take his entourage and not receive all of the acclaim he could handle? Sure. Everywhere. Sure. But here's this one kid out there. Yeah. That yeah. He heard a song one day sung. And, and, it, and it ate him alive. And he, and he never got over it. He never got over it. 
pettiness, pettiness. It's, it's, it's uh, you referenced this last night in your preaching. I think it was last night or yesterday morning. It's the Haman Mordecai. Absolutely. One man, One man. that would not bow. And One it, man. It devoured him. <laughs> it devoured him. Ate him up alive. I mean, the majority, how many, how many untold thousands of people in that kingdom would have, they would have given their right arm for the position that Haman had. Exactly. And you can't help but think, when they're walking him up, you know, they didn't have an elevator <laughs> to that 70, 70 uh, cubit yeah. uh, gallows. gallows. Yes. And he's walking up the steps that he had built the night before. Oh. And he's standing there. And I wonder if he looked out in the crowd and saw Mordecai's face. Have, you know, your mind plays these tricks. Yes. Wouldn't it be something if, if, if he looked at Mordecai and Mordecai? Yeah, I bowed. Oh. <laughs> that would be that'd be tough, wouldn't it? That'd be the icing on the cake. <laughs> so it's and we've seen it. We've lived long enough. Yes. You see it in certain situations. Yes. I uh, <clears throat> excuse me, brother. Uh, Tim Copeland told me this story years ago. Um, but there was um, and I've certainly used it, but there was a young man, 15, 16, came running into his grandparents' house. His clothes, pants, shirt, everything's wet, hair's wet. He's so excited. He runs in. Mom, Grandma, Grandpa, I just got baptized in a church in Jesus' name. Uh, I just received what they call the gift of the Holy Ghost. Oh, God. And the, and the grandpa said, which church? So he gives him the name, and he just, isn't that awesome, Grandpa? He said, I've been to that church. I used to go there years ago. He said, you used to go to that church? Yep, I used to go. I won't be going back. And the kid's stunned. Well, well, why? said, because they didn't care anything about what we felt about anything. He said, what? What are you talking about? He said, well, the church bought a piano. And some of the people wanted it on the platform. And some of the people wanted it down below. And said, and so they, they um, there was a lot of discussion over it. And our opinion meant nothing to them. So we just decided, well, if we're no more important than that, we're out of here. And he said, well, Grandpa, where did you want the piano? He said, what? He said, where did you want the piano? He said, hey, Ma. Oh, no. Yes. He's calling for Ma to come out of the kitchen. She comes out. He said, where was it that we wanted the piano? Couldn't remember. He couldn't even remember where he wanted the piano. But he remembered his feelings and that the church yeah. didn't care. And he couldn't even remember what. The, you know, That'd be a sad deal to be lost over. And that is, oh, a, God. talk about petty. And, and so here's this kid that hasn't even heard about Pentecost because of a decision he made yeah. over something so petty. Yes. So where was, that, where was yes. that boy's mother or father at in God because of all this? It's just, it's just bizarre. 
And those kind of stories abound. There, I recently heard of a man that went to a church picnic. It was a church-sponsored uh, function, da-da-da-da-da. And there was a certain brand of soda pop. I don't know what you call it here in Canada. Yeah. Yeah. Pop. Coke, soda yeah. pop. Soda pop. Yeah, all that. yeah. That's me. Yeah. <laughs> so my wife said, what are you talking about? Anyway, uh, and he goes there, and he's going from table to table, and not one person had brought his brand of soda pop. And he said, everybody in this church knows how much I love that kind of pop. So rather than get in his car and go buy a case of it or a can sure. and come back and enjoy the fellowship, he's hurt because nobody bought him. And, and I mean, he could have brought it himself. Yeah. He leaves church. He gets in his car. He, leaves. he does not come back to church <sighs> over someone not thinking to bring the kind of soda pop he wants. Now, that is a bane yes. of pettiness. I, I have been trying to find a quote uh, and, and on my phone. I, I, I can't find it. If I had a host, then a, a co-host, then while he was helping me, I could find it. But I, I don't have one. <laughs> is that petty? <laughs> is that petty? Where's, where's Dork when you need him? Yes. <laughs> So I'm going to have to go from memory, but I, I was reading an article the other day, and he was re, he was he was making it, he wasn't coining it as pettiness, but he was he was he was talking about offense, and the the menialness, lessness of offense. Yes. So really, the pettiness. Yes. And he cited Joseph. And the decisions that he had to make repeatedly to to overcome, yeah, and, and some of them were far from petty. Oh, you better! Believe. I mean, they they were major. But the statement that he made, and and if if I'm misquoting it, and I can't even give you the source because I can't find it, but um, he said, "If we're not careful, offense will become idolatry to us because we worship it." Boy, that's we, a truth. We won't let it go. And it becomes the center around which their world revolves. Yes. Over an offense. Yes. I mean, that's 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 not good stuff to build out of. Well, it's kind of like the, it's like the, it, it tents the glasses of life, and they see everything through a distorted exactly tint exactly. Exactly, it's it's, uh, and really, it's very hard to get an authentic perception at that point, isn't it? It is. I mean, someone can. I, I'm, I'm sure you've 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 seen this, but trying to bring two parties together, and 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 what we're talking about is not above any of us, but to try to reconcile two sides. That's exactly. And this right. person finally, go, you know, I, I, I'm sorry. Will you forgive me? And when this person responds, I don't think you mean it. That's right. What else can they do at that point? That's it. Did you ever notice when Jesus talks about uh, offenses must come? Yes. 
Shirley's the sun is rising, basically. Yes. Offenses are going to come. Yes. Don't don't be shocked. They must come. Yes. Okay. Woe to the man through whom they come. Through whom? Yeah. Um, but how many times are offenses done accidentally? They're not on purpose. They're not mm-hmm. just, I had no idea. Mm-hmm. I had no idea. I remember somebody very, very, very upset at me years ago, years ago, because they were in their car, and apparently I was in my car, and they were waving at me, and I didn't wave back. No. <laughs> and, um, and they were really hurt. He said, I know, the, I know he saw me. I know he saw me. I didn't know anything about it for six months. Wow. And uh, so there, there, there is that. But Jesus, then Jesus talked about whosoever offend one of these little ones. Mm. Now, if you offend a little one, it'd be better. You the had a stone, stone right, tied about your neck. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah. Well, why is that? Because children don't have the defenses that adults are supposed to have. Oh, maturity. Maturity. Yes. They operate off feelings more than they do anything else. They don't have many experiences. They don't have uh, logical conclusions developed through life. That's it. Yes. So they're most vulnerable to offenses. So we need to be very cognizant of of uh, of their vulnerability, and then also you, you 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 carry that out other people's vulnerability, and we all know that there can be in in, in any given size congregation people that just tend to be perhaps from upbringing sure uh, vulnerable to this or that. Well, what do we do? We take what precautions we can. Yes, we we take time to if, explain if, if further. Meat. That's it. I will eat no meat. Yeah, that's right. That's exactly right. And if and if there's certain truths that are like strong meat they choke on, we we grind it up, we make it and yes. we, we spoon feed it into yes. it. You get it like this and oh okay, okay, okay. Yes. So we we do the best we can if we've got sense to to try and and, and help those that need the extra um the extra touches, but Can, as recipients mm-hmm. of problems, we have to really stop and sort through and like, how big a deal is this? So can, can I ask you this? Absolutely. On, because <clears throat> I, I have been, I've found this, people that are offended use that verse. Yes. Offenses will come. Yes. Yes. So, you know, well, offenses will come. Is there a difference between that and being offended? In in other yeah. words, yeah. And an offense can come to me, but if if I can learn, I've used this expression. If I can learn to treat it like a a hot potato, can I hand it off? Can I? Can I? Uh, it came to me, but he did not say I had to be offended yes because great peace have they which love thy law and nothing shall offend them yes and that verse is there yes 
And he said what he meant, and he meant what he said. <laughs> yes, he did. And the more we can fall in love with his law and the giver thereof, there comes automatically with that, um, well, uh, great peace have they which love thy mm. law. You have to familiarize yourself mm. with, you can't just read something one day and say, well, I love that. And yeah, exactly. Like, like you love pizza, but... <laughs> but when you when you really get into the law and the minutia, and obviously we're dealing with not only the law, which is a shadow, but the law of Christ, oh, yeah. which is beyond yes, yes, magnificently beautiful. Yes. And when you really fall in love with that and you realize, um, we were talking previously about Brother Odom's... Um, the title of his message. The unanswered questions at the trial of Jesus. The unanswered. Oh. Anybody out there <laughs> oh, yes. find that. Yeah, that he I think the recording he preached it here. So there you, you can, go. You can reach out here. But it was also yes. I think at Brother Rick Mayo's the Spokane meeting. In Spokane, Washington. Yes. Yeah. Well when you see everything that Jesus went through, you talk about brutal. Mm. cruel mm. down to the most spiteful pettiness spitting on him smashing his face slapping him what's my name mr prophet ah uh, yeah give me who am i you know you who know so much they here they were when you were talking that last night you know those and you said that you know those names were going through his he could have <sighs> rattled off and and they were so um, irritably, poignantly, painfully petty. Oh, yes. Petty. Yes. And here he is, the Lord of glory, robed in flesh. The Lord of glory, robed in flesh. That, that the man is taking this in the spirit that dwelt within him. Mm. is taking this. And can you imagine what the angels are thinking? Can you imagine what's going through the minds of the angels? It's like this is a horror story beyond what we can imagine. Yeah. This is, yeah. and, and you know they had to have their hands on their swords. And, oh. And, just, and they're just. Twelve like, legions of them did. <laughs> we, that, we know for sure. Just, yes. just give us the word. Just give us. And, and so. Oh, God. And, and. And the pettiness from the catastrophic, utter hatred, vehement brutality to the sickening pettiness, the whole deal, everything. God. And he says, Father, forgive him. And we can't handle it because somebody didn't bring us a bottle of pop. It's just, it's, it's just. Help us, God, Jesus. help us. Help God, us, Jesus. Help us. So having said that, Wow. I'm going to move to kind of a, you made a statement there, but I want to, you talked about people that use the word, great peace have they, which love that all, nothing shall offend them, even, yeah. though, even though I just, I just uh, slammed my door into your car on purpose, <laughs> yeah, you know, exactly. but um, have you ever noticed how people like to utilize scripture, oh. such as? 
Judge not that you be not yes. judged. Yes. Okay. Isn't it interesting? Yes. That when Moses, the next day, after he killed the Egyptian that was brutalizing an Israeli, the next day he sees two Hebrews striving. Yes. And he tries to set them, but brethren, brethren. Yes. And it says, he that did his neighbor wrong said, who made you a judge and ruler over Oh. It wasn't just one of the guys. See, Doric. Take that, that, Doric. (laughs) (laughs) It was the one that had done his neighbor wrong. Wrong. Who made you the judge and the ruler over us. So before we have our our, uh, guns at our side and we're quick drawing and ready to throw, we better stop and think about why am I using this scripture right now? Oh, wow. And, 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 and am I really interested in fixing a situation, helping a situation, being honest about my role in the situation, or am I just trying to grab a scripture and squeak my way through something? There's a, being honest with God and with his word is a huge deal. The mirror. It's the mirror. Yeah. And sometimes we like to bend that. Yes. <laughs> I'm Make gonna, us shorter, taller. I'm going to be skinnier <laughs> yeah. today. And, and uh, oh, no, not that. No. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. And we can do that with the Word of God. Yes, People do can. it all day long everywhere. Yes. But there is a God in heaven, and, and he's, he weigheth the spirits. It's mm. a huge deal. He weigheth the spirits. Well, this opens up a whole, really a whole other subject matter. But it's not just what I say, it's Uh, why. Yes. Right? It's why and how. Yeah. So, well, I just told him the truth. Well, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Yeah, I said. But you you do know you can speak the truth in love. I mean, there's a reason he put that in and there. And you know, that speaking the truth in love wasn't written in the 70s and 80s for charismatics. Yes! Oh, yes! That was Absolutely. written by the Apostle Paul. Yes. Speaking the truth in love. And and there's a point to be made there. There is, uh, so again, he weigheth the spirits. He weigheth the spirits. I remember watching a young man I was in an upstairs. I was looking out the window. I won't even go into who and what and where, but his his grandfather. If Derek was here, he'd say, "Just give us the initials." Yes, yes. yes. <laughs> well, nobody we would know these. Oh, anyway. We want to know how to well, pray. That's what he. Would say, yeah, we right? want to know how to pray. Yeah. That's yeah. right. <laughs> yeah. But he had a grandfather who was a, a denominal preacher. He was a good old man. He was, but he was a, he was a denominal preacher, and. Um, and I watched his grandson. They were trying to pull away. He was hanging on the door, screaming at a grandfather who had been so good to him about Acts 2.38. He came in, I, well, I gave him the truth. And yes, he did. But I was appalled. And I believe the message from the yes. top of my head to the sole of my six foot, six inches. Yes. And, and, 
and I was embarrassed, and I was, and I was young, I was young, and I was watching him, and I thought, your doctrine was really, really, really correct, but boy, your spirit was off by 10,000 miles. If he'd have been, if he'd have had his hand on the door with tears going down his cheeks, saying, Papa, I love you. I love you more than life. I'm just talking to you because I love you. Please think about what I'm saying. Write down your questions. Let's talk. But instead, I can't even imagine. In the end of that, I will tell you, many, 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 many years later, I preached that young man's funeral. He was 55 at that time when I preached his funeral. And he was backslid. Mm. And he was so brilliant. He, he was so brilliant that he could read a chapter, maybe read it twice. If he couldn't get it all down twice, he'd read it three times, close the book, and quote it to you. Wow. He was that brilliant. So he, he dies backslid, and I'm preaching his funeral. <clears throat> I hadn't seen him 20 years. And his family was out there, and I just kept wanting to go over to his coffin and beat on his chest <laughs> and scream, why? 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 Why did you do this? Why did you allow this to happen to you? But so point <sighs> is, uh, we really have to work overtime to keep our spirits in check, it's a it's a real deal. And um, and if I could, ju- and I know this fits for everybody, but boy, as preachers, we really, really, really. I mean, it, it, this, this this there's not a foot that exists that the shoe don't fit. Exactly. But man, as as preachers, we have to watch that. We have to be so careful um because i can get in my spirit oh we all can. and then it changes how i view scripture how i apply it how i approach preaching the tone i'll tell you a little story on that worth worth retelling i was a young man preaching god would help us i i knew i knew what the anointing was and so, anyway, we were preaching. We were still in our local church. My wife, um, we were driving home. We'd had what I thought was a great service. And my wife said, Larry, there's something wrong. I said, what? There's, there's something wrong with your preaching. I said, like what? <laughs> she said, "Well, it's not. It's it's not what you're saying. It's like how you're saying it. It's it's like you're you're mean." I said, "I'm not mean." She goes, "That's not the word. I can't think of the word." But I said, "You can't think of the word because the word's not there." Mm. She said, "Well, I'm just I'm trying to help you. I just we had good church, but it just bothered me." I said, "Well, I don't know what to tell you, so I'm driving." And I'm stewing. And this scripture comes drifting down. Drifting down to me. Blessed is he that sitteth not in the seat of the scornful. 
I said, uh, the word you're looking for is scornful. She goes, that's it, that's it, that's the word. (laughs) And I saw it. I saw it so clear. And I I would not give $10,000 more, you name it, for that moment. Because that moment saved me. Because I could see, if if she hadn't caught that and I hadn't been, and God, in his mercy, um, that could go on down to where I could end up being snarky. Mm. And, and, you know, the last thing that a sinner sitting out there that doesn't know God and their world's coming off the hinges is for a guy to be up tell him how to be saved with snarkiness. It, it, it's not. And have you ever noticed... And I read this somewhere. I wish I'd have thought of it, but I didn't, but I read it. You cannot preach the cross and be glib at the same time. It doesn't work. The mm. cross cannot, it will not, it will not countenance glibness. It's too sacred. And 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 it just that's an amazing that's, statement, isn't oh. it? Oh, is that not why he, the admonition is that we bear in our bodies the dying of the Lord Jesus? Absolutely. You know, we celebrate the resurrection and thank God for it. Yes. But he says, don't don't you ever forget the... Don't ever forget. That does temper it, doesn't it? Well, and I'll tell you what else it does. How serious we take Calvary, even in our repentance. Calvary was so gruesome that Pentecost was as glorious in its glory oh. as Calvary was in oh. its gruesomeness. I get it. Oh, yeah. That. Wow. And it's the same way in a personal you life. Can, and you can't have this one without the gruesomeness, no. can you? No, you can't. And so people's personal Pentecost, the deeper they can go in in, in, a, in a heartfelt, sincere, oh, dear God, help me, the richer will be their Pentecost. And, and that's also in every aspect of life, per se. This is why every preacher gets to suffer. I don't care who uh, we are. I don't care what our name is. Uh, when it comes to preachers, nobody can save. Uh, if, if we got the silver spoon in our mouth, it don't mean nothing to God. Yes, Yes. We all suffer. Yes. We go through it. Yes. Whether it's mental, emotional, financial, physical, you name it, somewhere or all of the above, we get to drink of the cup and the pressures. And uh, and there's no discharge in that war. Mm. There's no discharge in that war. And people that fight to escape it, and they say, and, 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 yeah. they're, they're robbing themselves. They're robbing the kingdom. Of some of the glory. <laughs> Absolutely. And they're robbing the congregation. Yes. They are robbing the congregation. Yes. Uh, every high priest is chosen from men so they can have compassion. Well. From men, for men. From men, for men. Yes. And so this. Compa- Not against men. <laughs> this compassion business is, is. Anyway, it's forged. Yes. It has to be forged in us. Yes. Well, back to the um, the pettiness part. 
Now, Doric, you're going to need to uh, cut this part out because I'm fixing my earpiece. <laughs> no, I, I get it. I get it. I love you, Derek. <laughs> I, I know. I really love you. You don't need to cut that out either. I love you, Derek. Um, but so I've preached that message about pettiness. I've done my personal part to try, and but I'll tell you, human flesh is slippery. Mm. You, until this corruption puts on incorruption. Yes. Until this mortality yes. puts on immortality. Yes. Uh, we ourselves groan within ourselves, waiting for the waiting. adoption, yeah. the, the redemption of our bodies. Yes. Now, our souls have been redeemed. Our spirits have been redeemed. But we're waiting for the redemption of our body oh, yeah. till we made like him. Yes. So I had knee surgery in uh, January of 21. This is now April. No, this is May. Yes. Whoa. Yes. Time slippery. We done ripped another page out of the, out of the calendar. So um, this is May of 23. In my recovery time, it was um, a month before I, uh, they even wanted me to get out of the house, walk around the house with a walker and blah, blah, blah. Except to go to the doctor and go to um, Guantanamo Bay, which I called. Uh, uh, the, they call that where they work on you. Physio? Yes, yes, yes. They're going to work you out. Guantanamo Bay. <laughs> so other than that, I had to stay home. So I was home one night. And I and I and I I abhor I abhor pettiness. Uh, this happened, and and I need to tell it here. Okay. And I also told there's another party involved, and I'm going to tell it there. Mm -hmm. But uh, I was watching Kingdom speak, and. Uh, You're interviewing another very brilliant young man. Brilliant. And when you're 70, everybody's young. <laughs> yes. But, um, and you guys were rowing down the river, and it was good. It was good. And behold, an evil thought went through my mind. A petty, snarky, scornful, all of the above, <laughs> <laughs> out of nowhere. And I said to myself, Forgive me. All out there in kingdom speak. Yeah. I'm offering forgiveness. But I, this happened. All of what I'm about to say happened. All of it. I said, you young whippersnappers, you think you know everything. And the second I said it, I was, oh, God, no. That's so petty. And I said, I thank God for these young men. I do. I'm so sorry. God, I hated that. That's petty. And uh, about as far away from you are from me right now, Jesus came into my oh, living God. room. He came. And this is the way I saw him. And I saw him. I did. But I didn't. But I did. But I didn't. Mm. But I did. It was like a flame of fire but with arms, legs, mm. the head. It was like a flame of fire, but it was gentle. 
It was not violent flame, but it was a gentle like flame of fire. And I could see it, but I couldn't, but I could, but I couldn't, but I could. And and I was crying, and he came to me. I promise. And he wrapped himself around me. And I sobbed like a baby. I sobbed like a baby. And it was like he was washing. And it was a year later. In fact, it was just a few months ago, more than a year, when I realized why it was like a flame of fire. Gentle. Mm. It was a refining fire. Uh, but it wasn't a refining fire like a blazing, blistering torch because it didn't need to be that. Because he knew I wanted it. Yes. It was a yes. gentle but refining fire. And so I th- that there's so many, he, g- he can give so many lessons so quick. Mm. Okay. Whether we can be healed with an embrace. Or he has to bring out the oh, tongs God. and the sledgehammer oh, and turn up the heat. Uh, let's make it easy on ourselves. This is why David said, he teaches me to war so that a bow of steel is broken in my arms, yes. Yes. my hands. And the very next verse said, thy gentleness hath made me great. great. <laughs> oh, so, so... Let's don't make it hard on ourselves and let's don't make it hard on him. As if mm. anything's hard on him. But but there's things he'd rather do in another way. Yeah, let's not make him use the tools. That's it. Let's don't yeah. let's don't live in such a way he's got to come through our life with a whip and chase oh, and kick Jesus. over tables. Oh. And just if he can just discuss and say, Do you really think that needs to be here? Oh. No God, it doesn't. I'm sorry. But if we don't listen, <laughs> he'll come in with a whip. Point being, um, I just I'll stop at two, three things. I thank God for this program. I thank God for you. I thank God for your ministry. And and when the time comes and I'm at the other gentleman's <laughs> podcast, yes, we'll go through this again. But uh, my remarks here is, brothers and sisters, this is the real world. Mm. This is the world that's going to last when the other one is gone. Yes. This is the world that's going to... The real world is not the... Um, the, um, the political world of appearance. Right. Everything. Like visible. It's everything yeah. out there is so... From from the from the Hollywood industry right. to right. the political world, it's it's posing, facade. it's posturing, it's facades, and it's and it's it's no 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 no. The real world is the real world, and oh, there's God. and it it doesn't get oh God any more real. Than oh right here. yes, this this is Forever. the this is the uh, guidebook. This is the owner's manual. Yes, and if you're going to do it right. You, you do it this way. And and he wrote this in such a way that that if you're going to be slippery and, 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 and not honest, he's giving you a lot, a lot of room of to mess yourself up. Yep. 
I, I used this one time in a prison ministry. I was the chaplain was giving me a, a go at letting our church go into the prison. They turned us down for seven years. They put it. They put me. He said, "He said be here on uh, I forget what day of the week, Tuesdays. Anyway, and you'll be in that room right over there, and there'll be fifteen to twenty prisoners and." So the first day I was in there, I knew why I was there. Wow! There was a there was a uh, there was a uh, there was a uh, prisoner called Mumbles. He was a lifer, and he was and he was asking questions, and I knew I knew. So when I came back the next week, he had found out exactly who I was, what we believed. And he said, could I start off this class today? And I said, sure. And he gets into it. And he says, there are people in this world, religious personages, they feel they have the market cornered on truth. They understand that if you're to be baptized, it's to be the way they say and no other. And it's to be done in a manner of complete submersion and no other. And, and, <laughs> and, and he's walking through. And they think that the whole world, everybody and everything else is just gone. It's total doubt. It's, if you don't, okay. And I'm sitting there and these guys are looking like, hey, you mean there's people like that in this world? <laughs> and, um, and he's smiling as he's doing. Sure so, is. I know where he's at. So I'm praying and I'm saying underneath Jesus, if you ever help me, please help me. You've got to help me. Wow. And, and he gets done and he smiles. He's, in, he's a lifer. Oh, and he closes up with, but really, truly, there's just an inner light in each of us. Mm. And if we listen to that inner light, we'll make our way to the sunny uplands of life. And yeah, so, sunny ways. So I'm sitting there and, and Jesus, help me. You and know he did. I said, you know, I said, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you a parable. There was a, there was a very, very, very unbelievably, mind-bogglingly rich man. But he was also very good, and he loved people, and he really wanted to share all that he had with people. But he knew what people could do with riches if, they're not, if their heart's not right and this and that. So... What he did was he wrote a treasure map, how to get to the riches. But he wrote the treasure map. He was also brilliant. He wrote the treasure map in such a way that along the way, if you weren't honest of heart, you would get derailed. You would go some. But if you had an honest heart, and you might have to backtrack sometimes, but, but if you had an honest heart, it would lead you to the treasure. And, and I said, now, obviously, the rich man is God. And I said, this is the treasure map. This gets us there. And he wants everybody to have the treasure. But he did write it line upon line, line upon line, here a little, there a little, that they might go and be backwards and snared and be taken. In other words, he wrote it in a way that if you're not honest-hearted, mm-hmm. you, you can get yourself really messed up. I said, now, and I told him my testimony, I was a hippie, I was a druggie. Da, 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 da. And I said, I feel like he's given me the treasure map. 
But he didn't give me the treasure map to go around getting in fights. Oh, that's good. I said, I'm not here to fight with you or anybody. Yeah. yeah. I'm on my way to the treasure. And anybody that wants <laughs> to go with me along. to the treasure, yes. let's, let's go, but yes. not fight. I said, so I'm not going to fuss with you mumbles or anybody else. I, I know what I believe. I know why I believe it. I'm happy to answer any questions anybody has. And, uh, and I said, there's just something about this. It's so much more safe. And I said, like, that inner voice mumbles, that, that inner light we follow. Is that what got you into this prison for the rest of your life? I said, what if my inner light spoke to me to go over there and grab you by the throat and strangle you to death? Would you rather I listen to my inner light or this that says thou shalt not kill? I said, I think this is safer. Okay. I was supposed to spend weeks with this, this business. Okay. I got home and there was a guard in there. There was always a guard. This the chaplain called me. He said, okay, you're in. He said, you guys can start such and such a day. They, and that church, where it was my second church I pastored. They've been in over 30-some years now. So point being, <laughs> uh, the book works. Yes. And, and, and we got to handle it right and, and do the, it right and, and do the best we can to keep our hearts clean <sighs> and surround ourselves with precious Unbelievable people like Derek. God. Yes. That will help Derek. us. <laughs> <laughs> to make it all the way. <laughs> Love you all. If there is anything, uh, you, you referenced earlier on about hearing, uh, about, about the boy confronting his, dad, his grandfather. Mm-hmm. There, there, if there's anything that, does a, a, a misservice to the kingdom yes. is when the messenger and the message are in conflict. Boy, and, that's a truth. And, and and you know it's truth, but but the package is so. So if there's anything that has made today what it is, is that there is oneness between the message and the man. That has delivered this today. Well, and this has been amazing. He knows when to turn on the burners and and to, st- and to do the refining. Wow! But that's how good he is. Yes, that's how good he is. Yes, he wants to. He wants to. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We don't do this every episode, but I really do feel to do this. Would you mind just closing in prayer? Absolutely. Um, because I I really do believe that God's ministered to people in this episode today. Let's pray together. Lord Jesus, you see every young man, young woman, every mother, every father, every boy, every girl, everywhere that is viewing this. Jesus, they're watching this because they really do want to go to heaven. So take us by the hand, every one of us. You are the mighty God that went all the way through Calvary in order to purchase us and bring us what you have. So teach us and mold us, lead us and guide us through your word, your spirit, the man of God that you've placed in our lives. 
to do your perfect oh. will until you come. And we know you're coming quickly. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.